Hello, this is Lindsay from Security Plus LLC. We have successfully been reducing costs for many WPT members regarding employee benefits. I'm going to be reaching out to WPT members who want to take steps to enjoy better benefits, better understanding of health insurance, better service, all at a lower cost. I look forward to speaking to you soon. Thanks, Lindsay, and thank you for spending another midweek moment with WPT. I'm John Jacobson. Today is Wednesday, the 3rd of May, 2023. Well, happy Wednesday. Happy May. This is seriously one of the greatest months of the year. The trees and flowers are blooming. Everything is so green and fresh. But here's a little rant. It's also the time of year when some of your neighbors, whose mortgages you began subsidizing on Monday, decide to conform to a trend designed specifically for the less than motivated homeowner. It's called No Mow May. Have you heard of this? Boy, is this caught on across the state. And beware, if you ask your neighbors why their property looks so unkempt, you'll get a lesson about pollinators and bees and the impending doom to the entire planet and all of its ecosystems if you dare to fire up your lawnmower during this critical 31-day period in the calendar year. They'll tell you it's based on science. Ah, but not anymore. (laughs) I was reading this. It's great. An older woman in Appleton, where the movement began, has now pointed out that the study, the scientific study, which served as the basis for No Mo May, has been fully retracted from the scientific community, citing serious scientific flaws. There's now no scientific proof, she said, that long grass actually assists in aiding the bee population. Another alderman in Appleton proposed eliminating it altogether. And if you listen really hard, you can almost hear the collective gasp from your lazy neighbors. You're mowing your lawn in May. You're killing the planet. A resident told Fox 11 News in the Fox Valley, No mow May does not cost taxpayer dollars and it is helpful for our fragile environment. Oh, so now it's just helpful. But it's not science. It's just another virtue signal from the same Star Wars crowd that tomorrow will be prancing around their parents' basements saying, May the 4th be with you. So thanks for going on this rant with me. Let's let's jump into some news together. Well, it was a busy day in the Joint Committee on Finance yesterday as the committee removed many non-fiscal and very political items from the state budget. The perennial argument took place. One side says the budget is how we choose as a state to take care of people. The other side said it's a financial document that's funded by people who go to work every day. The committee, along party line uh, vote, 12 to 4, voted to remove raising taxes on business, reducing the manufacturing and agriculture tax credit, automatic property tax increases statewide, repealing right to work, capping enrollment on high-performing voucher schools, legalizing marijuana, expanding free federal health insurance, forcing businesses and taxpayers to fund a paid family leave program, and so many more. Democrats on the committee said Republicans were playing politics and abandoning working people, We spent the last month traveling around the state to get input on the state budget, said Senator LaTanya Johnson of Milwaukee. We've heard support for Medicaid expansion, background checks for firearms, marijuana legalization, and paid family leave. Despite broad public support, Republicans are shamelessly rejecting these popular initiatives from the budget. That's your money, and they're choosing to ignore our state's needs. Senator Kelda Royce of Madison said Republicans showed they're unwilling to make necessary investments to serve people in their communities and make Wisconsin a place people want to live, 
learn, and thrive. Should be noted that removing big policy items from the state budget is not a partisan thing, although it may appear to be since we're in a divided government. At the onset of every state budget, the committee does this. Even when Scott Walker, a Republican, was governor, the legislature removed big policy items at the beginning of the budget process. The committee will be back to work tomorrow to take up several other develop, uh, departments' requests. We will have more information on Monday's weekly Insider. Republican State Representative Scott Allen of Waukesha this morning released a bill that WPT will be supporting. We'd love to see this one cross the finish line. Under current law, if a person's property tax assessment has changed from the previous year's assessment, the assessor is required to provide a notice of the changed assessment to the taxpayer by mail at least 15 days before the meeting of the Board of Review or Board of Assessors so that the taxpayer has sufficient notice to file an objection to the assessment. The proposed bill would require that the assessor also send the notice of change to assessment by email if the taxpayer's email has been filed with the assessor. In addition, the bill requires that the assessor send the notice of change to assessment 30 days rather than 15 days prior to the meeting of the Board of Review. In our digital world, there is no reason why an assessor cannot also send an email to a property owner, Representative Allen said. If businesses reach out via multiple modes of communication, then so too can property tax assessors. He also added that the increase from 15 to 30 days does not add a significant burden to assessors, but that it does help property owners have enough time to plan to attend the board of review meeting because some people have jobs. Friend of WPT and former property taxpayer champion recipient, Senator Rob Staffschult, is circulating a bill that would allow for employers as young as 14, employees as young as 14, to serve alcohol to individuals dining, not sitting at a bar. Under current law, an employee of a bar or restaurant must be at least 18 years of age and be under the supervision of a licensee to serve alcohol to customers. Senator Staffschult and Representative Chans Green, the assembly author, say that this causes workforce issues due to a business's underage employees not being able to do part of their job, and all of this is only adding to the workforce shortage issue. The bill would simply allow those aged 14 to 17 to serve alcoholic beverages to their seated customers. The bill also does retain the requirement that a licensed operator must be on the premises supervising and available to all non-licensed employees. When asked to comment, the governor's spokeswoman mocked the proposal to the media. Kind of ironic, this from the same office that believes 14 to 17-year-olds can make the decision to have major life-altering medical procedures, but that's a whole different story. Finally today, how about some bipartisanship on common sense election stuff? Representative Shea Sortwell, a Republican, along with Representative Sylvia Ortiz-Velez, a Democrat, and Senator Eric Wimberger, a Republican, with Senator Lena Taylor, a Democrat, have introduced a bill that would require local governments to keep a video record of canvassing proceedings in any election that is live-streamed. The bill would authorize that broadcast to be kept as a record and retained for 22 months. Canvassing proceedings are when the clerks get together and review the machines and ballots to make sure the numbers all match up before they certify the results. This usually takes place about a week after the election. In their statement, they said free and fair elections are the bedrock of representative government. Our hope is to offer some rational solutions we can all agree will improve our elections process and empower voters in our state. These bills are not intended to involve partisan politics, but rather to ensure that our elections are the best we can make them. I think we can all agree with that sentiment. So in the spirit of the month of May, get out and mow your lawn, enjoy weather and life, because Charlie Chaplin once said, a day without laughter is a day wasted. That's all for this week. I hope you have a great second half of the week. And as always, thanks for listening. 
Wisconsin Property Taxpayers, Inc. is a nonpartisan membership organization consisting of thousands of small business, farm, and homeowner members in every corner of the state. Founded in 1985, the organization is committed to providing its members with up-to-date information, legislative advocacy, and exclusive cost-saving benefits. Find out how to join at wptonline.org. 